On today's episode of Locked On 76ers with James Harden out, we know Tyrese Maxey is going to have the ball in his hands quite a bit. How has he done as a point guard thus far? What does he need to do to continue to improve during the absence of the all-star point guard in James Harden? We'll dive into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner from TheInquire.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. Keith, what's happening, man? What's good, D? How you been, bro? All good, man. All good. A few days off from the, uh, the game schedule for the team. Back at it with practice. We'll get into it all here. Before we do, though, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers. You first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here. Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we need to talk about Tyrese Maxey and the development as a point guard. Uh, kind of thrust into that role yet again for the second consecutive year, maybe not as long as last season with the Ben Simmons situation, but at least for a few more weeks with James Harden uh, out right now with the uh, foot injury. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about Joel Embiid's uh, award that he was that he received for the week, uh, where he was just tremendous with the job that he did. And also we'll talk about where the 76ers are in the standings after these 14 games of four and four. We've seen them in the 10th hole. We've seen them in the 11th spot. Where are they right now? How far back are they from the top six seeds in the Eastern Conference? But Keith, the development of Tyrese Maxey has been a big thing for sure with what he has done as a point guard. We know that he can score the basketball. His best game, in my opinion, was the game where he had 24, 26, and 9 uh, for the 76ers. Embiid had his ter- terrific game, but Tyrese Maxey had the 24 six and nine assists uh, in the game. And it was one that, you know, you look at against the Atlanta Hawks in that second game on that Friday night where you saw the the maturation as a point guard. Now, the next game against the Utah Jazz, while the turnovers weren't necessarily there, the, you know, still seemed like he was still figuring certain things out about the game, how they defended him. So when you look at where he is right now as a point guard and how important it is with these next few weeks with James Harden out, Anthony Melton will have the ball a lot, but Tyrese Maxey, Doc Rivers, and the coaching staff are giving him the rock. How, how do you look at where he is right now, still as a young player, trying to figure it out? No, I, I still don't think he's a point guard. I mean, I understand, you know, right now what they're trying to do with the Anthony Melton. You know, they want to bring him, you know, off the, you know, they want to bring him off the bench. Um, they want him to, um, they want to have two ball handlers like him and Shake Milton you know, coming off the bench, you know, I I look at, um, you know, I I look at uh, Maxie, I felt like, you know, what they were doing a lot is they were running certain things through MB, right. And what they would do is he would bring the ball up, he would pass it, and then he would go around, loop around, Mm -hmm. and then they'll come back to him, you know, like, basically, you're going to bring the ball up, but you're really going to be our two guard, you know what I mean? And I think that to be honest with you, He's better off that way. I, I think that when he's bringing the ball up, he's doing a little bit too much thinking, trying to get too many people involved. And they're saying he's 
they like his shots. They're saying he wasn't in a slump, yeah. but to me, he was in a slump because he was doing too much thinking. I feel like for him, it's easier for him to like get the ball as opposed to giving the ball up and then reacting. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, this last game, he did have 18 points. Um, I mean, the one game he did have 26 points. He did have nine assists. The next game he had 18 points. He had three assists. But at the same time, you know, I just personally feel like, you know, Maxie is more of a combo guard. If you have him doing too much, I think that takes away from his game. Yeah, just thrust into that role again as we talk about with James Harden out. Then you have De'Anthony Melton, who's there with him, who is also a combo guard and does have some more experience running basketball teams with his time in Memphis when John Morant would be out or uh, Trey Jones had to miss some time. De'Anthony Melton was the one with the ball. So he does have that experience, but missing games. And then also just wanting to have the ball in your second best player's hands, if you will, behind Joel Embiid with how they run things, not excluding Tobias Harris, just simply how they run their offense. Then, of course, I understand why they want to put the ball in his hands a little bit more and allow that to happen. But you're right. The read and react stuff may be hindering him a little bit uh, when he's trying to read and react, but thinking because he has to get other players involved. I, I totally get it, totally understand it. And uh, again, he's such a smart player and a hard worker. I don't think anybody really worries about it because that's who he is. He worries. He worries himself. You know, when we, we're all worried about it. They're worried about it. He doesn't want to make a mistake. He wants to make sure that he's out there doing things perfectly for the basketball team, not turning the basketball over, making the right passes, you know, finding himself in the open area to get the ball also. And shooting, to your point of, just catching and shooting, less thinking, and having success with that. We've seen it so many times. So it, it's still a work in progress. And I know we've talked about this before. So I don't want people saying, oh, you guys talked about this. But it's a little bit different because, yes, Keith has talked about they need more ball handling to help out in general off the bench with a, another point guard who was more of a pure point guard in, in this game. But with him, since he's going to have the basketball and we've seen a few games already without James Harden. We've seen the good ones with the nine assists, with the 26 points, mixing it all up. And then we've seen the questionable ones where he's been low in points and also low in those assist categories with high turnovers. So it, it's still a, a work in progress with him and the basketball team. I do think they're being somewhat uh, fair with him with how, you know, just allowing it to happen in real time. And yes, he had all of last season. But he's a different player than he was from last season where he's so much more of a more comfortable scorer than he was a year ago. So it's something to continue to watch. He's going to have a big test against him with Drew Holiday and Javon Carter on Friday, Keith, when, when Milwaukee comes to town. So mm-hmm. this, this is going to have to be one of his better games. He's going to have to put up an Atlanta type of game, in my opinion, to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. They only lost by two in, in game two of the season, the home opener against the Bucks, James Harden was there. This one will be his ball and see how it goes. And you're right. Also, James Harden, I mean, Joel Embree brings the ball up, De'Anthony Melton, and sometimes Tobias Harris initiating the offense will help out and take some of that pressure off of Tyrese Maxey. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, man, when we come back, we got to talk about Joel Embiid and the week that he had named player of the week. Well-deserved. We'll talk about it, that and if he can keep it going for the Sixers coming up here with this big stretch once again with the Milwaukee Bucks coming up. 
Got to tell you about Turo. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our podcast. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the US, UK, Canada, and it's coming soon to Australia. If you're in Australia and you're checking this out, we know we have Sixer fans in Australia. You will have Turo coming to you shortly. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday or holiday, maybe a party or something like that. So you can roll up and look pretty swift, you know, a little swift in that, in that vehicle. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive that new electric vehicle that you've had your eye on just to see how it fits in your everyday life. Maybe you'll go out there and decide you want to get it later on. Toro has you covered. Many Toro hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Toro.com. All right, check out Toro and then uh, come pick me up in your your pretty cool car that you have going on there. All right. All right. Let me tell you also about Built Bar. While you're driving in that car and you, you know, you want to make sure that you, you're feeling pretty good. You're not woozy. You got something in your stomach. You're all good there. Well, let's take a second. All right. Let's take a second. All right. We took a second. Great. Because you're going to try this one. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. Cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper. White chocolate peppermint granola is built. Take on the granola bar so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. Huh? The universe's most delicious cloud. You can get into all of that. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried built bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever. All right? They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, 130 calories. You heard that correctly. Just sink your teeth into the first bite and it'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you try these new built flavors and the magical, wonderful time afterwards. You're probably wondering which new flavors are my favorite. Well, listen, an unanswerable question to say the least. They're all unbelievable. Trust me on that. And they're all different. So you can order a mixed box and try all five flavors for yourself. Built, you got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at, you know where to get them, built.com. If you didn't know, now you know. Do it today, B. Do it today. We appreciate you checking us out here on Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens with you, and Keith. Joel and B, can you run off his numbers? I know you put it out there very, very early when we found out about when you found out about Joel and B and his his Player of the Week award. His numbers. We know about the fifty nine points on Saturday, Sunday, in game number two. He had one hundred and one points for the weekend. Game two uh, was against the Utah Jazz, fifty nine points. He was tremendous. Forty two on Saturday against the Atlanta Hawks. So he put up a big number. I don't know if the Sunday count as that week or yeah. was it? Okay. Yeah, it right. starts. Yeah, yeah, it started last week. So what he did is the Sixer Center 
averaged 40 points on 54, 54.3% <laughs> shooting 40. to go along with 11 rebounds, 5.3 assists, and 2.8 blocks. How many games? For the week, huh? And in and, and four games. So he four led games. to like a three-and-one record, right? Now, and the thing about that is MB joins Hall of Famer Michael Jordan as the only NBA player to average at least 40 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, and two blocks over a four-game stretch after blocks were first tracked during a 1973-74 season. Because, to be honest with you, you know, Wilt Chamberlain used to do this all the time, right? Oh, yeah. So so it's, it's one of those. So, you know, like you said, his highlight was recording a career-high 59 points along with those 11 rebounds, eight assists, and seven blocks in 37 minutes Sunday night against the Utah Jazz. So, you know, when you look at it, you know, yes, Joel Embiid was named player of the week. I also expect him to become player of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is is one of those things where that wasn't surprising, you know, coming off of those 42 and then 59% games. But this was, um, you know, a, a, a phenomenal performance by a guy who basically he needed to score at least 57 of those points and block five of those shots for the 76ers to win the game. So, you know, it was a phenomenal effort by by Joel Embiid. No, it was, man. And we've seen this before from him, maybe not to the tune of 59, but just the dominance in the games in general. Uh, but a lot of the talk to Keith was he couldn't wait for James Harden to get off the floor. So how do you read something like that where you get that from your readers and, and, and of course, our, our listeners and viewers here? I get it on the phone lines. We both get it on social media where – he couldn't wait for J- James Harden to get off the floor so he can get back to being who he is. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, I'm not, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, let's keep it 100. Like, if you got to be real with it, I mean, I'm not here to apologize for those two or make up for it. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think Joel B plays better when the ball goes through his hands. So, I mean, I think when people call in and they say stuff, I think they're, I think they're being honest. I mean, like people saw it. You know, people are going to get upset by you saying it, but they just looked out of sync when he I mean, they just they got to work that out. And there's something that that James Harden also said. I mean, not that he said it, but I asked him when they were in D.C., how do you guys get the pace together? How do you guys play more fluid when Joel gets back? And that's something that they got to address. So, you know, right now, Joel B looks a whole lot better when the offense is going through him, you know, they need to work this out to where they can Joel can be as productive and do things and they can get a maxi more involved and all that when he comes back. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It is what it is. Um, we look at it, you know, he played four games without James Harden and he averaged 40 points in those games. You know, he became the, uh, the player of the week. So it is one of those things where people can say, Hey, you don't know what you're seeing but you know what you're seeing. And I, I think what they have to do is they have to do a little bit more of this, but at the same time, James Harden is the point guard and he is going to have a ball in his hands, but the balancing act when he does come back, it's going to be interesting because not only him, Tyrese Maxey, and of course, Tobias Harris trying to find their, their, their touches also within the flow of the offense. So uh, listen, a big test again, and you know, he's going to want to prove Prove something once again on Saturday again. I mean Friday against the Milwaukee Bucks, and then next Tuesday, Keith, when when Ben Simmons and the Brooklyn Nets come to town, 
he's most certainly going to want to keep putting up those, hang those crooked numbers on nationally televised games so everybody sees it again, for sure. That's yeah. that's who Joel Embiid is, and, and that's how it's going to go. I want to thank so everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today it's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, when we come back, we do have to uh, tap into a little bit of the, the standings right now and where the 76ers are currently in the standings and why, you know, it's, it's not gloom and doom just yet, even through 14 games at 7-7. Seven and seven. We'll tap into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Yeah, before we get back and we do all that, D, I want to talk about Bet Online. You know what I mean? The thing about Bet Online, you know, Bet Online is a, a, a great thing, something that, you know, I, I, I think that for all sports fans, it's something that you can go out there and you can get, you can do, and, and you know, you can find out more about the team. Why? Because Bet Online is the number one source for sports betting right? News and analysis. Get the latest eyes and trend for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We got all of it on betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fits. Head to the website today or use the mobile advice to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. <laughs> Absolutely. Make sure you guys do it today. All right. All right, Keith, we got to get into the uh, standings in the NBA. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually watched, I actually watched some, 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 some uh, NBA on my day off. I watched the um, little bit of the, the first game, Memphis and New Orleans. But I was locked into that Sacramento game. That was a fun game. Fun game uh, between that team. That team is good. They put up like 153 on the Brooklyn Nets. That's crazy, right? That team is fun. All right. The Sixers currently 7-7 are tied three ways with the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat. New York has the edge on the Sixers because they beat them in their only matchup. Just a few weeks ago on that Friday night back here in Philadelphia, they're game back, half a game back of the Toronto Raptors in the sixth spot and one full game behind the Washington Wizards at eight and six. I don't see that lasting. And Cleveland is how to start. They got off to their eight and five now after losing four straight. So we talked about this before. Things will settle out and settle down. They will balance out. Atlanta is third at nine and five. I also see them taking a little bit of a dip. And Boston eleven and three, Milwaukee ten and three. That's the Sixers' next opponent. Milwaukee has lost two games in a row, with the Boston Celtics winning their seventh consecutive game at eleven and three, and at the top of the East. We were wondering how Joe Mazzulla was going to have that team playing. They're playing great basketball, led by Jason Tatum as the MVP candidate. We talk about Joel Embiid and how tremendous he has been. Jason Tatum has been on a roll. But the whole point of this, Keith, is that. Just a few games ago, they were in the 11th spot out of the play-in tournament. They're back in the eighth spot, and they're seven and seven. They're four and four at home, three and three away, and one and three in the division, five and six in the conference. They give up 108 points. I mean, 106.5 points per game 
to their 108 points per game. They need to find a way defensively. The numbers are not awful um, with the points per game. Uh, they're number one in the East with their defense and giving up points at 106.5. Milwaukee is second at 107. So the Sixers are there. They just have to score more points and, again, continue to play the defense that they do and not allow these close games to get away from them. No, no time to panic right now, Keith. They're they're seven and seven. They've had their struggles. They're still in the mix. Yeah, I, I kind of think the fact that they won three out of their last four games kind of helped them out a little bit, right? Um, you know, you know, yeah. And and let's face it, they they still do have some holes. Yeah. Um, the main thing is the backup center position. You look at what Joel Embiid does when he's on the floor, and you look at what happens when he's off the floor, and it's kind of like abysmal right and I, I hate to you know say that but it is it's true but the good thing is right now you're looking at it and you say to yourself they had a extremely tough schedule they had two games against Washington two games against Atlanta they played Milwaukee they played Boston right um they they, they played uh I got Toronto twice they played the Knicks um you know they played the Pacers they played Chicago and right now you look at it and they're two games out of out of third place. Two. And and you know, you look at it and you say to yourself, yes, I think they they are in on, if not better, just as good as the Atlanta Hawks who are in third. So when we think about it, indeed, when we said that, you know, we look at the 76ers and we said that they're the third best team in the East, and they're two games out of being that way. You know, you have to feel good about the 76ers' chances, right? Um, you know, the, the one thing is, though, we're 14 games in, and we still don't know this team's identity mm-hmm. just because of James Harden and Joel Embiid have only played four games together just that, right? Four or five. So I, I think that of all the teams, they have a lot of growing to do. They also – um benefited from playing extremely tough schedule. And what I mean by that is teams like Cleveland, teams like Atlanta, all these other teams, it's going to start to get tougher for them. Whereas the 76ers are going to have some stretches where, you know, they're going to have some very extremely winnable ball ball games. So they should only elevate in the standing. So, you know, right now they kind of weathered the storm, winning three of their last four games was huge for them. It is going to help them, I think, you know, when everything starts to shake out. It's important also to, and I skipped one game, Minnesota on Saturday, back-to-back Friday and Saturday. Um, Milwaukee Friday, uh, Minnesota Saturday, Brooklyn on Tuesday, as we talked about. That's the end of the five-game homestand. They're 2-0. Keith, in my opinion, they need to come away from this one no worse than 4-1 and at home. They need to find, as we've talked about, getting back to that identity of winning at home. As you speak of identity, Winning at home was a calling card of theirs, and uh, this is a stretch right now where they should be able to take advantage of it because they didn't the first time around where they started off with Milwaukee and uh, uh, who, who were the other games that they had three. And Milwaukee, San Antonio, and Indiana, they were one and two on that. So take advantage of this five-game homestand and, and do your part, you, you know what I mean, and, and win these games. And then the next three where you had a three-game homestand again, Washington, New York, and Phoenix, you were one and two once again and in – Four and one. It needs to be needs to be the case after this one is over with next uh, Tuesday at uh, versus Brooklyn, and then the easy part, if you will, three road games but winnable games 
against the Charlotte Hornets and the Orlando Magic back to back Friday and Sunday in home home the two home games for Orlando in Orlando. Win those games. Bottom line, as good as Orlando is, as talented as they are, they're not on your level. Win those games. So no need to panic. Still plenty of time to go. And then then we have to look at the iteration again of getting James Harden back into the groove when he does in fact come back. So I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. All that will, well, all those things that we've talked about, and yet and still, they're right there, as you mentioned. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day in sports plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today It's available on Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keep D. Mind telling the good folks where they can find us. Yeah, wherever you get your podcast, you can get the Locked On 76ers podcast. So also on the YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell to become a subscriber. Tonight, I'm telling y'all, you know, listen to my man D. He's going to be on his own show. It's called The Divine Giving Show from 7 to 10 tonight. So make sure you get some. Now, D, I'm going to tell you this. You didn't come on last night. There were a couple people on Twitter who were upset. Did you see some of that? I don't know if you went on there. People was like, People were upset, so I don't know. Like you know, you had a couple days off, so I'm just talking. Yeah. Uh, it was a couple. Pe- it was a couple people upset. Now a couple people upset. I saw some of those tweets. I was cracking up. But well, like um, you said, I'll be back tonight. <laughs> it'll be back tonight from seven to fen- seven to ten. So the Divine Giving Show on ninety-seven five FM radio. Also follow my man D at Divine G nine seven five on Twitter. You know, he's verified. He's not one of them verified where he paid the $8. He's verified yeah. because he's an expert, people, an Thank expert. You. So Thank follow you. my man D on Twitter, DivineG975. And you can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. And you can read my article today on in the Philadelphia Inquirer, or you can read it on inquire.com. Um, so it's ing. Q-U-I-R-E-R.com, inquire with an I, not with an E, but you can do that and make sure you follow us on Locked On 76ers. So so as you talk about the verification on on Twitter, so you are verified on Twitter. Um, I never tried to be verified on Twitter. I never got, I never asked to do it. I I would imagine that would be a problem in the past, right? But so as a joke with all this mess that's going on with Twitter, I tried to go in there and add one of the box checks that they have for the uh, the uh, emojis and stuff, and it wouldn't let me put it in there. <laughs> it let me put a flag, it let me put a star, all kinds of stuff. But with all the weirdness going on, they are not allowing you to put any kind of check mark next to your name as a joke uh, with all the mess that's going on with Twitter. So yeah, I'm verified in terms of, I guess, respect, but not, not the actual verification uh, on Twitter. So See, that's wild. crazy, dude. Because I thought you were like, I mean, you know, I thought you were, and we that, that's something that has to it has to change. I mean, yeah, I never tried it. Yeah, yeah, you need to. Well, yeah. I never, I never attempted to to get it. Well, now I'm not paying eight dollars. You forget nah, that. I don't do that. Nah, because it's a joke. Because when you do it, like, okay, this morning, it was this one dude. I got you know me. I get up early in the morning, so I get up. And I saw this guy write an article. So I, I like said, dang, dude got dude has two hundred and seventy thousand followers. 
So I said, well, let me just check on this thing because somebody told me. It's like, boom. So basically it said he paid to get verified. And I was just like, oh, really? Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like, okay, all right. But it was it was weird. Like, I couldn't believe that he wasn't, you know, the other verification. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe I, I, I can't believe that you're not. But, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that slip through the cracks. But at the same time, people, follow your boy, Divine G, at 975. So it, it should it should be at is is at um, or is at Divine G nine seven five not no Divine G at nine seven is yeah. at Divine G nine seven five. So follow my man. See the crazy part is on here you got the uh on here we we got you verified on here. If you look at it, you got oh, really? little Twitter going like this. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So I don't know. That's a is I'll take it. Yeah, you take it. I'll but take yeah, it. follow my man, y'all. Do it today. Definitely do it today. Make sure you follow Keith like you all do. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. All right. Peace. All right.